Welcome to the Doctors Hospital Podcast. I'm your host, Alexis Burrows, Marketing Director at Doctors Hospital. Today on the Doctors' Hospital podcast, I am pleased to be joined by Dr. Iris Turner, Manager of Pharmacy Services here at Doctors' Hospital, and Ms. Michaela Stubbs, who is a clinical pharmacist here in Doctors' Hospital. And they are on the show today to talk about pharmacy and COVID, as well as our new Pick Up Now, Pay Later initiative um, here at Doctors' Hospital. So welcome to the show. I think this is your first time um, on the show for both of you ladies. So welcome. Thank you, Alexis. Thank you. So today we actually want to talk about pharmacy um, and one of the new initiatives that we launched last year called Pick Up Now, Pay Later, as well as where prescription medications fit in the overall treatment and abatement of COVID-19 in the wider community. But before we get started, here are a few words on Doctors Hospitals Pharmacy's new initiative, Pick Up Now, Pay Later. Doctors Hospitals Pharmacy introduces a new spin on prescriptions called Pick Up Now, Pay Later. That's right, you can collect your medications first and pay after. How does it work? Step one, submit a prescription online. Step two, select a pickup site. Step three, collect your medication. And step four, pay online within 14 days. For more info, call us at 242-302-4785 or visit us at doctorshost.com. Um, so I want to start off with just kind of talking about one of the new initiatives that the hospital rolled out last year. Um, so some of our listeners may, may not be aware, but in December of 2021, Doctors Hospitals Pharmacy launched um, an initiative called Pick Up Now, Pay Later. Um, can you outline for us, Michaela, what this initiative is? Certainly, Alexis. So the Pick Up Now, Pay Later initiative is a concept designed to not only increase medication accessibility and affordability, but it also promotes medication adherence. So what we've done with this initiative is made a commitment to ensure that medications are placed in the hands of our patients to the point where we've now removed the hassle of upfront payments, allowing for a 14-day grace period for payment satisfaction. And this initiative, with, with this initiative, there really is no catch. Um, we've added a secondary component to this initiative um, that started February 1st, 2022. So aside from delayed payments, the self-care, self-pay patients sorry, seeking services at Doctors Hospital Pharmacy, they're now eligible to receive a, an automatic 20% off on their prescription meds. And we certainly haven't left out the insured patients because they can now enjoy copay waivers essentially collecting their medications and walking away without payment. Oh, wow. That's, um, that's, that's a pretty robust uh, initiative. Um, can you speak to, you said that there's no catch, but I know people will probably have a laundry list of questions as to how this works. Um, but I guess one of the things that pops to my head automatically is, you know, is there a, a minimum um, amount of cost for the medications before you're able to access this, or is there a maximum? Like, is there a limit to how much uh, prescriptions you would be able to? Because I know, you know, depending on what your medications are, the, the price ranges, I imagine, vary. So, you know, is there any limitation either way, maximum or minimum? 
All right, so there are no limitations. Of course, if there is an item that is grossly expensive or perhaps a specialized item that requires a certain level of counseling, mm -hmm. um, we'll address that, um, that particular item on a case-by-case -case basis. Right. So ideally, patients will certainly just submit their prescription request uh, via fax, telephone, in person, um, or certainly they can use our email, which is prescriptions at doctorshosp.com. We'll process the prescription. We will vet it for appropriateness. Uh, we will obtain the required demographic information, um, taking into account the patient's name, date of birth, allergy information. And then what we'll do is notify the patient when the prescription is ready for collection. So they may also at that point collect, request to collect their medications at the central pharmacy location on Shirley Street, or they may request to collect their medications at any of our approved locations um, that may be nearest to their home or work. Okay. So you mentioned just now this ability to pick up outside of the hospital. Um, I, I know we're, we've been talking about it as remote fulfillment, but can you explain how that works for our listeners? Absolutely. So in addition to placing medication requests, patients will now have the option to also request their preferred medication collection site or pickup point. So it, ha it would be uh, selected from our approved listing. This would allow them the opportunity to collect their meds at a location that may be closer to their home or perhaps their place of employment. So what are some of the locations now um, that people may be able to take advantage of in terms of operating with this remote fulfillment idea? Well, to date, we've onboarded our DH West location on Blake Road. Mm -hmm. So this is our first doctor's hospital approved collection site, um, which is ideal for those who may reside in the West. We are in the process of onboarding many more collection sites, um, certainly in an effort to facilitate ease of medication collection for those residing in the East and of course, Central New Providence. So this is really all in an effort to honor our commitment, the commitment we've made with respect to improving medication accessibility, compliance, and by extension, therapeutic outcomes. So those new sites that will be onboarded will be announced soon, okay. very soon. Okay, sounds good. Um... In terms of the, I guess, both uh, initiatives, is this something that is planned as a, a long-term engagement? Is this something that's just happening due to um, the current pandemic? You know, what, what, are, what are the ideas about this being a long-term option for patients? So that's both remote, both, sorry, that's both remote fulfillment as well as the um, pick up now, pay later. So the initiative was birthed during the pandemic, however, we decided that it is something that we'd want to offer long-term. Okay. Uh, we want to be able to increase uh, not only accessibility, but of course, as I mentioned, affordability. So this is something that we plan to continue well into the future. Mm -hmm. um, I know one of the things that we, we try to bring up, you know, every now and then when we get guests on the podcast is where does LAMP fit in? So for our listeners who may not know, LAMP is the Doctors' Hospital Loyalty Advantage Membership Program and it offers discounts on things like prescriptions um, and other services in, inside the hospital. So how does LAMP apply when it comes to this concept of pick up now, pay later, as well as remote fulfillment? All right, so our LAMP members are certainly uh, eligible to participate in this program. While they currently enjoy uh, discounts and copay waivers, they will also benefit from additional discounts with the 20% for self-pay patients and additional copay waivers on their insurances. They also have the ability, if they are uh, self-pay patients and may not have cash on hand, they will certainly benefit from the discounts and the extended um, payment duration. Right. Okay. So we will 
all members. Okay, sounds good. Um, any other information that you want to give our listeners about, you know, these two initiatives, um, anything else that they can expect uh, in terms of either remote fulfillment or pick up now, pay later? Um, I really want to just um, really reinforce the methods for sending in prescription requests. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally, we would prefer uh, the request to come in via email. So that's prescriptions, plural, P-R-E-S-C-R-I-P-T-I-O-N-S at doctorshosp.com. Um, at that point, you will have the ability to complete a jot form listing your uh, demographic information and then, of course, your preferred collection site. Um, you will receive a response uh, within minutes of sending in the email, and then we'll be happy to uh, send your medication request to um, a location that's convenient for you. Of course, if there are additional um, concerns or perhaps queries, you can always contact us at uh, 242 Okay. I have one more question for you on this. Um, in terms of both initiatives is this something that extends beyond prescription so i know we've been talking a lot about this in regards to prescription medication um but does this apply are these options available for otc um medications or supplies as well it extends to both prescriptions and otc medications okay so in terms of remote fulfillment you're certainly able to acquire all of your perhaps uh preventative measures for uh covid Mm -hmm. your vitamins, your minerals, um, your cold and flu supplements, mm-hmm. those can be requested, those can be packaged, and those can be sent um, at a location closest to you. All right, so I imagine if I live in the West and I've had a hard day and I can put in my, my remote fulfillment for my Panadol from, from Blake Road on the way home, that that's an option for me as well. That's certainly an option. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's good to know because I think we've, we've, we've been talking about this, but I'm not sure how much we've touched on the over-the-counter side of, of the coin when it comes to this. I think most of it's revolved around um, the prescriptions, but that's good for our listeners to know that it extends to, to both um, types of medications that, that people may be interested in or in, or in need of. Um, yeah. You offered up a, gate, a, a great sweat segue for me to go into the next part of our conversation. I'm going to bring in Dr. Turner now. Um, so we're going to shift gears a little bit. You know, obviously the last two years now have been, you know, COVID everywhere we go. Um, a lot of talk has, has existed about the treatment and the prevention um, and everything in that space. So from your perspective, uh, Dr. Turner, what should people consider as potentially preventative medicine when it comes to COVID-19? What are some of the, you know, supplements or vitamins or things that they need to be aware of if they're trying to, you know, boost their immune system and make make themselves more capable to fight against the potential COVID-19 diagnosis? Thanks, Alexis. So I'm quickly going to make sure we pay attention to both um, vitamins as well as our nutrients. So that takes into account our entire diet. Um, mm. We also want to take into account um, proper style practices. So when it comes to vitamins and, and minerals, of course, we want to recommend um, the vitamin D3, um, also the vitamin C, um, zinc. So those are the, the top three that are highly recommended through based on studies. Um, of course, you want to speak with your um, health care provider because things like vitamin D, they can accumulate in the body and they can be potentially harmful if you um, consume too much of it. Mm-hmm. So you want to find out from your physician if you are at risk of, of overconsumption 
and toxicity. In that case, you would want to have certain tests run. But the vitamin C, your vitamin C3, and your zinc are the popular ones. There are also, there's a wide variety of nutrients. It'll take the whole session to through them, but mm-hmm. those are the popular ones. Now, diet, you want to take in um, fruits and nutrients are high in antioxidants. So, the, again, these are citrusy fruits. Um, you want to ensure that you are continuously hydrated. So, you're consuming things like a, the coconut water that is mm-hmm. readily available to us. Um, and you want to get some sunlight. So, if you get sufficient sunlight daily, the recommended is 20 minutes at least three times a week. Um, then you shouldn't be at risk of low vitamin D levels. So you want to get some sunlight. You want to, of course, um, if you're able to move about, get your aerobic exercise in to work your lungs and your heart to ensure that your body is prepared in the event, God forbid, that you do contract the virus, you're able to fight and you have a higher chance of fighting it with, without any um, severe issues. Mm-hmm. Um so that, that's it in a nutshell okay. in terms of um, preventative measures. And, uh, well, of course, you want to pay attention to the primary prevention, which is proper protection. So you want to continue to wear your mask. You want to continue to wash your hands regularly and sanitize regularly and be cautious of um, exposure to environments where there is a high number of persons um, gathered. Right. So I have a bit of a, a nerdy sidebar question. Um, just kind of walking down that 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 particular um, conversation point of vitamin D. So I know that vitamin D is obviously something you can get in a supplement, but you also have that option of of being out in the sunlight. Um, you know, how does that work? So like, if, if I'm in a, because obviously you're, you're you're recommending that people consult with their physicians to know kind of where they stand. But how does that work in terms of the difference between getting it in a supplement and getting it from, you know, going out and taking a walk or, or just being outside for, you know, for that 20 minutes a day? That's a really good question, Alexis. So, of course, both options are very good. Um, you know, if you're consuming it orally, then you're able to measure the amount that you consume versus if you're consuming it by exposure to sunlight, mm-hmm. you know, you can't guarantee that you would have received sufficient there are labs that we run. This is the reason why I recommend, of course, contacting your healthcare physician so that if you are at risk of of um, to a high, um, uh, too high of an amount of vitamin D or even too low of an amount of vitamin D, then that can be determined via labs. There are certain um, populations that have risk of um, low vitamin D levels, even if they get some sun exposure due to the inability to process it sufficiently mm-hmm. to get the nutrients that they need. So, of course, this would be our renally impaired patients. So, yeah, um, when it comes to exposure to sunlight versus getting it in a supplement, um, you can't really gauge them equally to right. say how much sunlight you should get to get a certain amount. But of course, we can rely on science and mm-hmm. lab work. Right, because I imagine you know if if I'm if I'm someone who works in a job that has me out in the sun most of the day, so construction or or anything that's kind of like that that manual labor outside type of uh, even like as a taxi driver, I imagine things like that. 
I imagine what they may need in a supplement might be a lot less than somebody like myself who works, you know, in an, in an office job uh, and people in that space. So it is kind of good to, I guess that's why it's important to, to speak to your physician and make sure you're being guided by, you know, a, a medical expert and not just kind of trying to figure it out and engage it on your own. Certainly. Okay. Um, so, you know, that that's in, in the preventative space. Obviously now, in the past few months, there's been a lot of conversation around, you know, the development of drugs for the treatment of COVID-19. Um, you know, Pfizer's been working on some stuff, and I think there are, there are other players in that in that market of trying to develop, um, you know, pharmaceutical drugs as treatment options for COVID-19. What should our listeners um, know and consider when thinking about, you know, these new tra- treatment options, especially as they become available and as they come to market? So since the arrival of COVID-19, um from the beginning, there's been so many um, different sources that have released information on what you should use to treat, you know, even um, homeopathic methods and so forth. The most important advice that I can give to listeners is make sure that you get information from a credible source Mm -hmm. or resource. And of course, in, in any event, if you have contracted COVID, 19 you want to communicate with a healthcare provider to ensure that you're guided appropriately on what therapy you should use um now in terms of what is recommended now with the with the variant that the most recent variant that we have discovered in the bahamas which of course would have been the omicron mm-hmm. um things are you know different developments things have changed so the recommended therapy for omicron has been a little bit different from recommendations for Delta and so forth in terms of, of um, medications that have been released by these um, large therapy companies. So mm-hmm. the, the um, Pfizer, like you, would have rec- like you would have mentioned. So Pfizer would have produced Paxlovid, which is a, an oral medication that has been recommended for um, treatment of COVID-19. And then you would, we would have also seen the release of another oral me- medication, which is called molnupiravir. Now these two, we have not sourced as yet in Thomas, but based on our numbers and should things change, we do have potential access to get these if needed. Hopefully Mm -hmm. we don't have to go down that road, but we have access to at least one of them. Now what we are using currently, which has continued to be a well-recommended medication, Um, At the outpatient level, we are providing remdesivir infusions. Mm -hmm. So with this course of treatment, we we provide a three-day course of of infusion therapy. So our patients are able to come in um, based on on physician recommendation, of course, whether they need the um, the remdesivir therapy. They would come in, um, be registered, and they can receive the infusion in the outpatient infusion center. So they would just come in daily for three days for their infusion, which can take about an hour to two hours, including the evaluations each time. Um, so this is this is actually a, a huge um, a huge thing for us and a huge um, recommendation that we're making, depending on the severity of disease that the patient has. Other than that, of course, we still want to continue to recommend um, your easily accessed. Um, over-the-counter medication. So this would include your Panadol or Tylenol for treatment of pain or fever. 
um, in the event that you have any body aches and so forth, and of course, um, high temperature. We also still recommend the vitamins. You continue taking your vitamins throughout, even if you are diagnosed with COVID-19. So the vitamins that are utilized most frequently would be your vitamin C, D, and um, zinc, nutrient zinc. Okay. Sorry, the element zinc. Okay. Um, that's a, a, a lot of good information there. Um, more of a, a question of curiosity is the, the, the remdesivir, that's a, a different treatment methodology than the monoclonal antibodies, right? Yes, it is. Okay. The remdesivir actually is, is considered more of an antiviral therapy versus the uh, monoclonal antibodies, okay. which are, are produced to almost mimic our natural ability to, to fight off um, antigens or, or, or disease-causing um, microbes okay. um, anything or else, viruses. Anything else you want to add in, in that COVID-19 space in terms of information that our listeners should be aware of? whether it's from a preventative standpoint or from a treatment standpoint? Well, yes, you still want to be extremely cautious. I know with the numbers um, going down in terms of diagnoses, mm -hmm. we've become a little bit relaxed and, and relieved, but we need not become too relaxed. We need to continue to protect ourselves. So we still need to social distance. We still need to ensure that we're, we're using proper fitting masks. And we still want to ensure that, that we're practicing um, extreme caution with cleanliness. So you want to you want to be you want to sanitize regularly. So the the big parties and so forth, you still want to be cautious of having those and being exposed mm -hmm. um, in in environments like that. Okay. Well, as we wrap up, um, I know we, we talked a bit about um, you know some of the new initiatives. Is there anything else that our listeners should be aware of that? you know, the pharmacy team has up their sleeve, so to speak, um, anything else that they can expect coming in the next few weeks and months? Well, Michael, I can speak to that. We, I know we do have a lot of initiatives. We don't want to let the cat out the bag on everything <laughs> just yet. <laughs> but of course, we want you to pay close attention to us because we, we're going to be releasing a lot. Um, I won't release anything, but I'll allow Michael to speak if she wants to, to give any tidbits on anything that's coming up. Well, I certainly echo um, Ivis's comments. We don't want to release a lot, but what I can say is doctor's hospitals pharmacy is going to become a lot more convenient and accessible. Mm -hmm. All right. So look out for that. Look out for us. Okay. And just one more time. Can you just, you know, give people all of the, the contact information for um, booking the, um, the pickup now, booking their prescriptions for either remote fulfillment or pickup now, pay later, and your phone contacts, all of those, all of that information before we wrap up. So with respect to the pick up now, pay later, you will submit your prescription requests uh, via telephone 302-4600. You can submit it via email, prescriptions, plural, at doctorshosp.com. Or you can submit it via our fax, which is 326-2349. Uh, we will process the request, contact you upon receipt, and of course facilitate um, your preferred pickup location. So we will deliver the medications to that site and then alert uh, the customer when the medication is ready for collection. All right, so that's prescriptions, plural, at doctorshosp.com. All right, sounds good. 
Um, well, I want to thank you both for taking time out of your busy schedule um, to, to come on the podcast today. Um, I, I know how, how crazy it can get in and around the hospital at times. Um, so thank you very much for, for taking some time out to talk to us about some of the new things that are happening in pharmacy. Thank you, Alexis. Thanks, Alexis. All right. Thank you again to Dr. Ivis Turner and Ms. Michaela Stubbs for joining us today on the Doctors Hospital podcast. Um, we are very thankful to have you, and I'm sure our listeners um, would have been very interested in, in a lot of the conversation that we've had today around um, pharmacy and the new initiatives and where prescription drugs play in the overall role of the treatment of COVID-19. Um, thank you again to our listeners um, for joining us today. As always, we encourage you to like, comment, subscribe, and share. And we invite you to join us here next time on the Doctors Hospital podcast, where we will have with us Dr. Frederick Smith, um, who is a consultant internist and nephrologist and the clinical director of renal replacement services here at Doctors Hospital to talk about kidney disease as we discuss Kidney Awareness Month, which is in the month of March. So thanks again for listening, and we look forward to having you here next time on the Doctors Hospital podcast. Doctors Hospital is proud to announce the launch of our infusion center. This center is available for patients in need of IV hydration and nutrition therapy, blood products, long-term antibiotics, and specialized medicines for a spectrum of diseases across multiple specialties, including rheumatology, dermatology, gastroenterology, and endocrinology. We also provide the latest in therapeutic options for COVID-positive patients. Why choose Doctors Hospital? We provide quality, highly specialized care with doctors, hospital physicians, and trained infusion nurses you can trust. Seamless medication approval through our pharmacy and registration services, a safe and comfortable environment, cost-saving benefits with copay waived on medications for insured LAMP members, payment plans for the uninsured, and immediate access to emergency services. We're located at the Luton Building on Daswell Street. For more information, contact us at 242-302-3323 or email us at infusioncenter at doctorshosp.com. Doctors Hospital, trusted and best care now. Isn't your health worth it?